Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello, and welcome to the 124th episode of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and the conversation today is with Dr. Richard Ludwig. And he is the president of the University of St. Thomas, which is down in Houston. And what precipitated our conversation, which was a absolutely fascinating and enjoyable one, talking about all sorts of topics, but particularly about how laity, how lay people are stepping up and really making a difference out in the world. And part of what he has been doing is that UST Houston is in partnership with the Word on Fire Institute, Word on Fire being uh, Bishop Richard Bar- uh, Robert Barron's um, you know, uh, community um, and apostolate. And what they're doing is that they are producing a video series with Catholic influencers uh, like Haley Stewart, um, and Father Rob Galea and Leah Darrow. And pretty much what it is, it's about the new evangelization and new media. And the second episode just came out, and you can look for the show notes on that. Uh, in the show notes, you can find a link to track down uh, the episodes that have been released. But Dr. Ludwig and I had a beautiful conversation about the why, how it came about, and especially in the importance of why there's a need for a masterclass right now, uh, especially for Catholics, so that they can step out and truly evangelize. So I hope that you really enjoy this episode. You might be uh, fascinated by some of the things that we end up talking about, um, especially some of the stories that we share, and I will see you on the flip side. Hello, and welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, and today I have a wonderful guest with me, Dr. Richard Ludwig. And you guys probably haven't heard his name unless you have students or people that have been associated with the University of St. Thomas in Houston. But today we're speaking about a wonderful initiative that the university, particularly an area of their university, is in partnership with Bishop Robert Barron's Word on Fire Institute. And so we're going to talk about that. But before we get into that, you know, Richard, let me welcome you to the show. And thank you so much for your time today. Oh, Christina, it's great to be with you and your audience today. So um, I'm excited to uh, share great things about University of St. Thomas and and our new collaboration with Word on Fire Institute. And and I want to thank you for the work that you do to evangelize and, and bring people Jesus. Oh, well, thank you so much. I I love your background. Um, You know, before we got started, you were going through some and then you're like, well, we're going to talk innovation. So here we go. And uh, and, and so very appropriate. 
Well, thank you. This, this background is actually one that I, I used for another collaboration that University of St. Thomas has, and that is with um, our Sunday Visitor Institute. And mm -hmm. they have a, a collaboration or an innovation competition that is uh, across North America. And, and uh, University of St. Thomas has been um, happy to partner with our Sunday visitor for that. So that's what this background is about, innovation. It looked very familiar. Um, and partially, <laughs> I know it because of having followed the challenge before, but also because I'm one of the challengers right now. Oh, I'm wow. Actually, I'm in the second round and currently uh, doing that work. And, you know, so uh, one of my hopes is that uh, I continue through so that I get to <laughs> work with you guys down in Houston a little okay. bit more closely later later this year. Well, um, congratulations. But, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great project and I'm so excited that um, OSVI is doing that because you know the really the the history of our church really salvation history itself mm -hmm. is one of the human person innovating right in mm -hmm. that great relationship with one another and our relationship with our our Lord so it's something that is right at the heart of our church and you know for some people it seems a little far <laughs> they're like innovation really we're the catholic church <laughs> but yeah that's exactly where we've always been even even up to the big bang theory you know that's a catholic idea so we've given the world so much in innovation and we continue to do that so uh good luck oh well thank you and you know what you speak of is so very true and oftentimes because we don't know our own history we don't appreciate all of what we have done in order to help humanity continue to progress. And, you know, I, I think if anything, just kind of being, you know, uh, an analysis, quick analysis is, you know, where we kind of missed the, the mark a bit, you know, with our culture today is the fact of our end goal is not in us bringing greater glory to God or in us becoming the saints that he created us to be, but rather we're about, you know, acquiring things or money or, you know, lesser goods. So uh, we're, we're not about the true, the good, and the beautiful. And that's why I was so excited to see you guys partnering with Word on Fire um, and, and that initiative. But before we talk about that, I just want to, <laughs> I, I just want to um, spend a couple of minutes just letting listeners know who you are and also a little bit about your faith journey and how you got to where you are so that you're looking for these, you know, these projects to help innovate and to help you know, continue to, to serve the people of Christ. Well, uh, yeah, thank you for that opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's great. So my faith journey uh, began, uh, I guess, at a very early age. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a cradle Catholic and, you know, uh, so much of our faith is often transmitted um, from from our families, right? And so mm -hmm. that is the case with me and my mom uh, is a devout Catholic. And so, and, and my dad later converted to Catholicism. So mm -hmm. it was one of those things where we just kind of grew up in that. Not an exceptionally devout um, expression, but just always there, right? We were always going to mass on, on Sunday or the vigil mass on Saturday nights and right. you know, it was always present. And, and that was something I think stayed with me throughout my, my life. I grew up in, in a very rural part of, of Indiana and mm -hmm. uh, went to college and graduate school and law school and doctoral program, all sorts of things, right? But all through that time, my faith was the one thing that was with me always. And mm -hmm. just, you talked earlier about you know, commercialism or materialism and those sorts of things. It, it comes and goes. 
And I think even, even in the current context of the conflict uh, in, in Ukraine, we see where uh, that materialism, that commercialism um, mm-hmm. quickly fades when the issues are the most existential, right? Mm-hmm. So it is our faith, our family, how we are as human persons together that really matter the most. And so with me, I was fortunate in that I was given that faith as a young child and, and the Holy Spirit has blessed it to flourish. Mm-hmm. So um, I was in college and uh, I was our student body president for two years. And with that, I, I learned that you could affect in a very positive way your community and your wider community by the things that a university could do. And so ultimately I decided that's what I wanted to do. And almost none of my peers (laughs) that are presidents at colleges say, yeah, I knew at 19, I wanted to be a college president. Nobody ever says that. I said that, right? So I, uh, I, I took me a while to get there and sort of secured this route, but I practiced law for about a decade. And I also taught and administered in law schools. And ultimately, I found my way to University of St. Thomas. And uh, probably 15 years before I became the president, I've been the president about five years now, mm-hmm. I um, made a list of universities that I thought really matched sort of my desire to serve in what settings and what populations. And um, UST, even though I'd never been to Houston, I was in my top five. So I think it was really providential that things worked out uh, that we're here. And, and we've been having a, a tremendous blessing of the Holy Spirit by the work that the university has been able to do. And so I find that personally very rewarding. But, but more than that, I think we're, we're serving um, our students, our community, our nation, and indeed our world in a way that, that we're all called to do, to give of self, being self-sacrificial. And that's something that I'm, I'm happy, I'm pleased, I'm thrilled <laughs> that we can do that. And then partnering with these great organizations like mm-hmm. Word on Fire Institute, right. our Sunday visitor. You know, um, the way that the Word on Fire partnership and collaboration came about really was one that um, we had um, Bishop Barron here last year for our commencement speaker. It was a big, <laughs> big yeah. ceremony, right? With Energy yeah. Stadium seats, 70,000 people. We had lots of graduates because it'd been a couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the university was great to put that on as a big place. And then Bishop Barron gets in there and, and just delivers one of those talks, right? One of those mm-hmm. talks about the spirit and a big spirit, a big spirit of giving. And, and that really matches with what we're doing. So he and I were just talking, you know, but it's funny because my, my wife is playing chauffeur. So she's driving us around and mm-hmm. we're just talking, right? Because everybody knows yeah. Bishop Aaron and you follow him. It's all that great. And, and I'm like, you know, we have this new thing called Max Studios. Mm. And, and we're looking to partner, to collaborate with other media outlets to really serve the church and and tell the story of our human family in real authentic terms. And he Mm -hmm. was, I think, intrigued by that. So, uh, you know, as they say in Hollywood, his people called my people, right? (laughs) And and after a while, we found out we had really good traction with one another. And so that's where this collaboration really came about by just doing what what we do best as human persons, and that is um, encounter, dialogue, accompany, all of those things that Pope Francis talks about, um, mm-hmm. they're real. 
and and then magic, if you will, or the Holy Spirit happens when mm -hmm. you know, folks get together. No, it, it is so very true. And it, it's about um, having the courage, though, to be willing to step outside the box when you don't know what it's going to look like when you're done. Um, and, and I think so often uh, we feel, um, you know, restricted or hindered from doing that because our world is all about no failure. And, you know, and, and, and one of the biggest uh, lessons, and it's a total gift that I've come across and what I've done is the fact that there's no such thing as failure. It's all learning. So either you, you have the, the end result that you were kind of hoping for a success as we would term it, or you learn something and all of that then propels you onto, onto the next. And it's, a, it's this wonderful uh, creative collaboration that when you are in union with other like-minded individuals and you're like, yeah, we need to be able to do something that is going to help people be able to really, you know, as you said, collaborate to be able to help other, you know, studios and, and other outlets, mm -hmm. you know, get the message out. When you're focused on that, then, you know, the practicalities, you know, kind of take care of themselves. Um, and, but I'm so glad that that opportunity came and that each of you were dreaming a bit <laughs> in the car. Well, you, you know, I, I resonate a great deal with what you just said. And, and even the nomenclature. So we see ourselves as um, just another sort of link in that great chain of innovation. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. one, of, one of the people that we take great um, inspiration from is St. Maximilian Kolbe. Now, oh, yes. now, you and your, your listeners may know him of being self-sacrificial mm -hmm. in Auschwitz, right? But the, right. one of the big things that he did is that he was um, the founder of the biggest media apostolate of the early 20th century. He was the guy who had all the latest technology, right? So mm -hmm. even some of his um, inventions with the printing presses are in use today because they're still so good. But mm -hmm. one of the things that he didn't do um, was he, and he had a dream to was create a movie studio. He wanted to make films. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, this is so easy these days. The technology is so much available, so much more available mm -hmm. to us. So if we don't pick that up, so whenever you see UST, University of St. Thomas, and you see the max nomenclature, it's Max not just because it's cool, right? <laughs> it's because it's St. Maximilian Colby. And I don't know if, uh, if people know where he got his name. It was given to him when he was in seminary. And it was Maximilian. And the reason his confers gave that to him was because he wanted to love God the most, right? <laughs> it's like he was a he competitor. Was all in. And mm -hmm. so for us, that's kind of what we want to do. We want to be all in. We want to create that movie studio. And we wanted to bring about some of the best and authentic storytellers on the different platforms that mm -hmm. reach people to do this collaboration with the Word on Fire Institute. So that's what we've done. We've gone out and gotten some of the best people from around the world to join us, to tell their stories and to inspire people just the way St. Maximilian Kolbe did back in the early part of the 20th century. Uh, there, there, there's so much there that, that you just said that I could, I could run with and, and, and um, <laughs> Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, Ma Maximilian, um, I loved 
you know, uh, part of his story, of course, is, you know, uh, the, the dream of Our Lady coming to him and offering him the, the white or the, or the red. And he's like, I want both. And <laughs> I was like, this is my guy. Um, yeah. you know, because I'm like, why, why should we limit ourselves? God is a God of abundance. He wants to give us all of what he's placed in our hearts and desire. So, um, I love that you guys are pursuing that magnanimity, um, <laughs> of spirit. Um, you know, so it, in addition, um, story is what we need to be continuing to share with one another. Um, and I, I love how, um, you know, you guys are talking about doing a series and you've alluded to it, bringing in some of the best people from different, you know, platforms right. in order to share story. Um, and, you know, that's something where so often we think that our story doesn't matter. And the reality is, is that even if you don't have some big, you know, TikTok following or <laughs> whatever, the fact is, is that your story matters to the people that encounter you in your life. And if we're not sharing our story, then we're denying them the graces that have been given to us. And they're not just for us. They're right. for everybody else, actually, more so than even us. We benefit from them, but God gave them to us to share. And so I just love that idea. Could, could you share a little bit more about oh, what you're kind of hoping oh, people sure. might yeah. see we, the series? We've got some of the production already underway, and, and it's just been a ton of fun. And going back to your notion of story, you know, mm -hmm. we each have our own stories, but together, it's that great story, right? It's yes. the story of the people of God. It's it's all people of goodwill coming together and, and that makes up the full story. And so for mm -hmm. us, um, what we did was we said, well, let's look at platforms, right? Like YouTube and TikTok and Twitch and, and mm -hmm. uh, you know Facebook, those kinds of things, Twitter. And, and so we picked out four folks who have pretty big followings and um, they're awesome. So one is Leah Darrow. I think a lot of people yep. know her from from TV mm -hmm. and from her homesteading and all the work that she's done. Um, we have um, Haley Stewart, also known mm -hmm. as Haley Carrots, right? Mm -hmm. So she's a, she's a mom, she's a blogger, she's got all that going on. And then we've got this guy, uh, Jonathan Blevins, also known as Bearded Blevins. Mm -hmm. And he is like one of the original um, Twitch. Twitch is a platform that lets people, now this might sound a little boring to some people, but it's not. It's actually very, um, Twitch is a platform that lets people watch other people do things like uh, play video games, right? Mm -hmm. So it has huge followings. And in fact, mm -hmm. it's made um, video gaming more popular in numbers of eyeballs than the mm -hmm. Super Bowl. So yeah. Jonathan gets on there and he does evangelization with people who well, let's say may not have been well formed. <laughs> mm -hmm. People want to take him on. So that's another one. And then, and then I just met him a couple of weeks ago where he was able to come out of Australia and he was in Chicago. So we went up and did some filming with him. Um, Father Rob Galea, who is oh, originally yes. from Malta. He's like the singing priest. He's a worldwide following, big YouTube star, most mm -hmm. humble guy you'd ever meet. Just great. So these are the four that we're starting with. And um, they are telling their stories. They're talking to each other. I get a chat with them some mm -hmm. too. You know, it, it's really cool. And it goes back to that idea of story. These mm -hmm. are authentic people. Yeah, they're on, on different mm -hmm. social platforms, right? But that's how we communicate these days. You know, mm -hmm. back, this goes back to the very fiber of what we mean by community. So it used to be 
that our human family would sit around campfires or in the cave, right? <laughs> and we would tell each other things and we would write it on the wall. Um, and then later we use parchment and then paper and now we use ones and zeros in cyberspace. So whatever the medium is, right? That's what we've used, but it's always been about telling those stories. And that's what, that's what really these four great storytellers are about is sharing their authentic life and their faith walk in some ways um, mm -hmm. with other people so that we all know that we're not alone, that there is a truth out there, a truth that really does matter and works for everybody. So that's really the, the, the crux, <laughs> pardon the pun, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> the crux <laughs> of what this uh, initiative is really about. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, so, so I guess the question would be, is there a specific audience that you're trying to engage with or, you know, everyone? I mean, you know, so. so it, you know, it, it, there is um, a specific audience. So each mm -hmm. of these um, social media stars, if you will, each of these, mm -hmm. these real people have their own big followings, right? right. And so we think that is, that is helpful for getting out the message. Really, I think what you'll find in these different series is life, right? Mm -hmm. Life from everybody, from you know, in the womb to in the <laughs> in the beatific vision, almost, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to find something that resonates with everybody in the stories that they tell and the way they tell them, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're just people. They're 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 folks. Uh, some are married, have kids. You know, I've got grandkids. Those are the kinds of things that find their way into the stories and everybody can relate to that. So there are specific audiences, but really so there's something for everybody. Mm -hmm. What are you hoping for from the series? Uh, you get these four out and you share them and then what are you hoping for moving forward as, as you continue this partnership? Yeah, that's great. So um, I think what we'll do is, is more of the same. We'll figure out what works for people, what maybe didn't work as well for people. You talked about not failing, but learning, and that's exactly right. So we'll just continue to do those kinds of things. And then with Mac Studios and, and with other partners that we'll have too, um, we look for that kind of creative genius that comes when people of goodwill are together and inspired by the Holy Spirit. So there are a lot of things that we're, we're doing and Certainly, our Word on Fire Institute partners are great with that, and they have their own fellows. And so we have a chance to collaborate and maybe do something that may perhaps be a little off-label for each of the organizations, but mm -hmm. really create something outstanding and new. You know, you mentioned earlier the transcendentals mm -hmm. and of truth, goodness, and beauty. And that's something that I think it just, it works, right? <laughs> There's something mm -hmm. about that. It, that makes you want to know, where did that come from? Why am I drawn to that? And I don't even know. An example that I'll use um, was a few weeks ago, my wife and I were in the Washington DC area and we went out to uh, one of the shopping malls, Tyson's, right, Tyson's Point. And uh, it was, you know, this is like COVID, post COVID, whatever, things are kind of dead, right? People are moping around, maybe with a mask, whatever. And not many people anywhere except one place, one place. And it was teeming with people and they were excited and they were moving around. It was crowded. It was like, what is going on there? Guess what it was? It was an exhibit from the Sistine Chapel, right? Mm -hmm. It was something that was beautiful 
in a, in a commercial center that is in many ways almost devoid of any symbols or, or understanding of uh, overt expression of faith or mm -hmm. God, this place was like flames for moths, right? It was like a flame to the moth. People were just going. And that's an example of, I thought, you know, it really is true. Beauty transcends everything else. Pandemic, people worried about being around one another, commercialism, all of that is able to draw. So if that in the Sistine Chapel was the art of its day, in some ways, the digital arts of our day are those same kind of ways that we reach into the heart of people to share the beauty, the beauty of our stories, the beauty of our own people. Uh, I love that. Digital art to reach into the hearts of people. I, I, I love that idea. Um, and, you know, so often we don't realize that uh, we contribute to that in, in small ways ourselves just by participating online in, in different ways, whatever it is that we're adding creatively uh, you know, to, uh, to that and, to, and especially to, to the conversation, to the stories. Um, so when you guys launched this series, um, how are you planning on, on doing that? Um, is it going to be on YouTube? Or, you know, what, what, where is it that uh, people might be able to find this? It will drop in most platforms, right? Okay. So that's the way we talk to people. We drop something, right? That just means that's when it debuts or comes out. Mm -hmm. So it'll, it'll happen in, in, um, in April, I think, is when the first ones will, will start to be available. But they will be on the different um, social media platforms. And, mm -hmm. of course, they'll be on Mac Studios. You can go to our website, uh, mm -hmm. macstudios.com, and um, just, just watch and enjoy. And I'm not sure exactly how it will be on the Word on Fire platform, but it'll probably mm -hmm. be there, too. Yeah. So what, what do you think? Um, we've, we've talked about story. We've talked about bringing people together that perhaps others might not have heard of if they're not on particular platforms. Um, you know, but what do you think is the, the one thing that really distinguishes this initiative from other efforts that are being done by like an Ascension Press or, you know, the Augustan Institute or, you know, those kind of, um, yeah. what, what do you think distinguishes so it? You know, that's one of the things that I, um, you know, I think the Holy Spirit is way smart, <laughs> okay? Mm -hmm. So when you think about the Second Vatican Council and the universal call to holiness, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I, and you think about what came out of that council to say, hey, laity, you really need to step it up here, right? Don't just mm -hmm. count on the religious always to do things. So when you talk about those other kinds of, of platforms, apostolates that are out there, I think this mm -hmm. is a terrific time in the church where we really do see people stepping up. And so for us, this is an opportunity to sort of craft a, a, a collaboration that, that really hasn't been done before, as far mm -hmm. as I know, right? So right. Um, there, there are other universities who, who leverage media and social media, and, and they, they do a fine job with that. Um, Word on Fire Institute and Word on Fire itself is, is one of the premier Catholic voices out there these days. So mm -hmm. our teaming up really does give us, uh, I think, a, a, a distinctive that adds a great voice in that, in that chorus of people who are bringing uh, the truth to the world these days. Mm -hmm. ah, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I, I, on a personal note, um, 
what have you found to be most challenging or rewarding um, in, in your journey to, to be able to do collaborations like this with Word on Fire or with OSV? Well, you know, one of the things is that um, when, you're, when you're working with other people, I've always found that collaboration, I've got reams of research that talk about this, right? When you're trying to do a collaboration, the most important element is uh, mission or common purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So that will help you move through a lot of the barriers that may exist on just the sort of execution point of it, because you want to get to that yes, you want to get out there. And so I think that's been really helpful um, for our teams to understand that and to work with others. And, and we're working on collaborations outside of just the media space too. As a university, mm -hmm. we are working um, on educational projects, on mm -hmm. Catholic social teaching initiatives, those kinds of things. So we're finding that that same, finding the mission that fits is really the accelerant of mm -hmm. how we are building those bridges and, and forming the future. So for me, um, and, and you mentioned this earlier um, when you talked about you know, sometimes you don't always know where projects will mm -hmm. go, right? So right. I feel like in, on a personal level that the Lord has blessed me in a, a special way, and some people wouldn't find it to be a blessing, but I have um, a low vision uh, condition called Stargardt's disease, mm -hmm. and it is the loss of central vision. A lot of um, folks may be familiar with age-related macular degeneration. Well, mine is a juvenile onset form, so I, I, I have virtually no central vision. Mm -hmm. And so I operate on about 40% um, of what most people do from a visual information standpoint. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I think the Lord has given me a higher tolerance for ambiguity. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so when, when our, our ventures don't have sort of that defined pathway and clear conclusion, mm -hmm. I, I'm much more... I, I guess, comfortable with or, or willing to, to trust in the Holy Spirit to lead us through and into what is to be. And, you know, the success that comes is all, all to the glory of God. And, and the challenges that happen are probably because we didn't execute in the right way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, if we could only be so lucky, we would have both crowns, right? <laughs> That's um, right. Just like Maximilian. Absolutely. Um, it's Catholic both and. We're just talking about that, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. No, absolutely. To uh, to become that that uh, the the pure uh, saint, uh, um, you know, that reflection of, of God's love and mercy in the world, and uh, and to be able to offer our lives as Christ did, you know, that that truly is that both and. Um, so, on your journey, what do you think's been the one idea or habit of practice that's been key for you in being able to live out the life God created you for? You know, I, I think that you know, I mentioned before, sort of the church had always been with me. Mm -hmm. um, so it is that personal relationship with the person of Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, understanding that he is a triune God, right? Father, Son, mm -hmm. and Holy Spirit. And really the, the life of the sacraments, right? That mm -hmm. is the sort of the life-giving uh, <laughs> breath, life, bread, um, that, that has sustained me. No matter where I have lived, no matter what I've been doing, that is the constant. And I think that's been the, the I don't want to call it the anchor grounding me because that's not it. It's been the, uh, the hand from above pulling me, right? 
And mm -hmm. so I think that's been really helpful because there is a steadiness in that understanding. It's sort of like when Peter's out of the boat and he's walking on the water and then he's like, oh, <laughs> right? It was only when he did, oh, that he, he started to have that problem that Jesus reached out. And that's that reaching out that always saves all of us. And I've kind of uh, just, I don't want to say I expected that, but it's been something that I, I've come to trust. Mm, beautiful. I, I always have to remind myself of the fact that Peter, completely human, he did walk on water. Yeah. Or it, right. You know, I, I mean, so that yeah. gives, gives hope for all of us. <laughs> and he um, wasn't always the holiest of guys, right? No, definitely <laughs> not. Definitely not. You know, so when we do keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, when we keep our eyes on that common purpose, of that we're all to be helping each other become the saints who God created us to be so we can be transformed and then the world of course is as well um and uh yeah it, it is possible um so just a little fun question I just was wondering um because we were sharing a little bit of our commonalities of, of background and and history and and different things but yes. um favorite book movie or tv show uh well so um my favorite book is the Bible. I know that sounds trite, but I find it always new, right? Mm -hmm. So whenever you delve into it, there's always a, a new voice, uh, mm -hmm. capacity to hear it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so so for me, that's that's that favorite TV show. Um, I, I don't know. I'd have to go maybe with Star Trek. <laughs> Original, Next Generation, Discovery. Well, yeah, There's so many variations all, now. All kinds of discussions about that. But generally, the theme of people working together, I think, mm. is, um, is and, and, and there's such a, a great, um, even in the 60s, there's a great distribution of the beauty of God's people, right? So mm -hmm. I think that that sort of captured the idea. Um, you know, people will, will have you know, Star Trek or Star Wars, which one, mm -hmm. right? They're both different. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of a Trekkie, so we'll go with that. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. No, and then totally. in terms of movies, right? I just, I, mean, I love going to movies, right? Because mm -hmm. it tells stories. Now, right? one of the things that I think has happened sort of recently, and, and we just saw The Batman. It was a, mm -hmm. I thought it was a really good movie, but somebody said it was like the 13th Batman movie. And I'm like, yes. Well, you know, maybe we could think about <laughs> doing some other things besides just that plot line or whatever. So, um, yeah, and, and I did a, with, with OSB Talks, I did a, a talk where I'm encouraging creatives to come forward and tell stories. You know, when you think about the stories that Marvel tells, and they do a mm -hmm. great job, right? Billions and billions of dollars. But their stories are great but their stories are not anything compared to to what our stories are and ours are real right so uh, the example one of the examples i use is thanos right he's the the super villain mm -hmm. of marvel he's only out to kill half the population <laughs> our bad guy the devil is out to get us all right he's out to get every last one of us and so that's just uh, you know i don't want to conflate the two because one is fiction one is true right but but it's that sort of thing is that if, if those guys at Marvel can capture the imaginations of the world and do it in a way that, that now is in many ways more popular than the Bible and, and the, the reality that comes through that compilation of Holy Scripture, um, we need to step up our game 
<laughs> as creatives, as Christians, right? We mm -hmm. need to get in the game and do the things that Maximilian Kolbe would be doing right now if he were alive. So that's the, one of the inspirations that we have is that we have a chance to do that. We need to do it. And, and there's one other thing that we've coined is a term called mercy watching, right? So, mm. and mercy watching is that kind of, you watch the program or the whatever it is because you want to support the concept or the idea or maybe the people, but it's right. not that, really not that good of a story or right. done that well. We mm -hmm. need to make it so that we hit those things out of the park. We can do it, right? We've mm -hmm. had, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings. We've got all of those kinds of, those kinds of stories we have and the creatives we have, we just need to go out and do it again. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and if we have any doubt, um, even regardless of religious content, quote unquote, you know, so many people are like, oh, nobody wants to hear that stuff. Look at the chosen. And, you know, I mean, and that proves yeah, exactly. very simply, you know, it can be done well and it's powerful and people are thirsting for it. They're hungering for it. And well, you know, uh, so the unfortunate thing is that that's all new to most people these days, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we have almost a blank slate for many, many people to just introduce the idea. All we have to do is introduce it in a way that maybe captures their imagination and the Holy Spirit will do all the rest. Mm-hmm. No, totally, totally. Uh, so I, I can't believe that our time is already oh, up. It has wow. been such a joy. <laughs> yeah, um, time flies when, when you're when you're having fun, but e even more so, it flies when uh, you have uh, like-minded people coming together uh, of goodwill uh, to try and do the work of the Lord. So um, know that I'm just so excited about this new initiative. Um, it, so just uh, for dates and kind of uh, time frame, uh, when are you hoping to roll out the, the first of, the, of this series? Well, um, that's above my pay grade, of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I believe that it's in April and I think it'll drop um just after easter awesome awesome well <laughs> i'll definitely uh you know uh, we'll keep people uh you know in the loop and uh, yeah. and sharing with them when, when they do i myself am excited to see these and to uh be able to be to encouraged and be inspired by them um as i so often am uh just by the stories of yeah. people who are striving to do the things that god created them to do um and it's absolutely amazing so yeah. thank you again these folks are great. I think you're going to love it. Thank you for having me on. I, I really enjoyed this. Um, mm -hmm. I, I hope people will investigate University of St. Thomas. Mm -hmm. And um, we have 4,000 students and we're growing very rapidly. And we're serving God and his church and all of our people. So that's what we do. It's awesome. And uh, you're, you're doing your part in, uh, the, in the Lord's Vineyard and it makes the rest of it uh, you know, absolutely beautiful. So thank you so much for everything that you do. And for everybody who joined me today, uh, thank you for uh, being with us. And I hope that you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. And remember that I will continue to be praying for you, that you are able to continue doing whatever it takes so that together we can tell the master of death, not today. God bless. So what might be some resolutions that you can take from the conversation that Dr. Ludwig and I had today? 
Well, one definitely is you need to go and check out the new digital evangelization series that is being produced by Word on Fire Institute and the University of St. Thomas in Houston. Absolutely phenomenal. Lots that we can learn and you definitely need to go check it out. The second is think of one way that you would be able to collaborate with someone else in the pursuit of a common purpose. And it might be something as simple as, um, you know, a, a day for all the kids in the neighborhood to get out together and spend time. Or it could be, um, you know, all, all sorts of different ways that we can support other ministries just by collaborating by sharing the information with one another. So think of one way that you can collaborate with someone in the pursuit of a common purpose to do some good. And the final is go and experience whatever it is that brings you great joy and deep satisfaction in regards to beauty. If going to a museum or in looking at great art or going to a symphony concert or a rock concert or uh, opening up a great book um, or watching, uh, you know, a, an online, uh, you know, streaming show that you really enjoy, whatever it is that opens you up to whatever is good and true and beautiful, go and do that and spend that time this week. Resolve that you're going to spend some time immersing yourself in beauty. Hey, Christina Simmons here, and I just wanted to invite you to reach out. We're about midway through 2022, and maybe you're perfectly happy with how everything is going in your life, or maybe you want it to become better, or maybe there's something that you want to finally address. It could be maybe uh, increasing your ability to grow in your daily habits of prayer and frequenting the sacraments and growing in virtue. Or maybe you want to come up with a plan of life. Both of those are definitely things that I love to work with people and do. Another is discovering more about yourself and discovering your motivations by doing the M-Code assessment. Or maybe you took the M-Code and you want to have some coaching in order to see, okay, I know what my motivations are, but how can I really make this help me be able to become my best self, become that saint God created me to be? So I invite you to reach out, send an email to me at christinasimmons at gmail.com. Or you can go to my website at sayyestoholiness.com and you can reach out there. You can schedule a time to connect for a very brief call where we can figure out what are the best steps for you to become your best self. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes. Or you can visit my website at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes 
in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.